This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Got Eric with me loading up into the hobby wagon eric how you feeling this morning oh i'm doing well i uh feel good being in the hobby wagon um i actually brought myself um a priority mailbox actually two of them in the wagon because i'd like to complete the collection because what i have in these priority mailboxes um are trading cards from yesteryear and i would i'm looking for all of the missing you know trading cards and i don't you know i'm gonna have to dig in the hobby wagon but i think that we can do that together so um today we'll be talking trading cards not just sports but just in general and it'll be a healthy conversation um about those little and i don't know the di- you know the dimensions but they're what would you say three by three by no two by threes <laughs> sure sure we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll pretend that that's the thing somebody's um, really mad out there a graphic designer is really mad Oh I yeah, don't have the uh, the dimensions correct. Well, but. I don't, I don't, I don't have any trading cards close at hand, or I would absolutely be measuring them as we speak. You don't have I a don't. ruler close at hand. I've got a ruler. I just don't have any. I don't have any trading cards. I've got playing cards, magic cards. I've got all kinds of cards, but no, that's no trading cards. There you go, close at hand. Yeah. So, so that's, we'll just um, we'll just pretend that didn't happen, and we didn't say that, and we'll just talk about the cards. How's that sound? That works perfectly. So Todd, um, you know. Each kid or I think you almost a lot of kids end up having some type of collection or hobby as a child. And and for whatever reason, I think I don't. So, yeah, I don't know when the trading cards happened. Like, I can't give you a definite time of like, oh, it was second grade, third grade or so forth. But well, they what did were the first ha- trading cards that you had. Do you remember? I don't remember. No, no, because you're t- I'm talking. I have a oh, lot. So I don't okay. recall the first this... trading cards, whether they be baseball cards or, you know. I mean, essentially, the first cards we might have had, which I just saw stickered on the wall, might have been tra- uh, Garbage Pail Kids. I think for me, they started earlier than that with uh, Star Wars. Shock and surprise, Star Wars trading cards. Okay, so what Star Wars trading cards, did? were, were there like an original one? Because I remember having trading cards, and I have plenty of those from like the mid-90s. But did you have like early 80s or oh, something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like classic cheap cardboard with uh photo stills from the the movie on there with with little i, I can't even remember what was on the back because like on like for sports cards you've got the, the player on the front and the back normally has like all sort of stats yeah i don't sure. know what was i don't know what was on the back of the star wars ones i feel That's like there question. may i feel like some of them may have had like pieces of a larger thing where you collect them and put them together puzzle style to yeah. make a larger thing that seems like it might be That's a thing usually- yeah, that could um, very well be on the back of a card like that. That makes sense. But I remember, I think they had yellow borders because I believe there were several series over the course of time mm-hmm. that were distinguishable by the the. Uh, I think I had some that had red borders and some that had yellow borders. And I remember they come, you know, I don't know, five, eight, ten to a pack, and they had a stick of gum that was like, oh my goodness, that like as a kid you're like, oh yeah, gum. But as an adult, oh. that, that is not gum. Do you remember the gum that you oh, I in, do. In, in trading cards? 
I indeed do. The the gum, it, well, firstly, it'd break into a million little pieces oh, yeah. by the time you got it. I mean, it was not, um, it was not like a standard, like squishy, bendable gum. It was Ooh. pretty much hard as a rock. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was rough at points, if memory serves. <laughs> sure. Uh, but I think those were first, and then I think if I had to think of the second type of trading cards I had, those would have been the garbage pail kids from back yeah. in the day. Yeah, so, so I mean, I don't know, I don't, so I'm looking online just to make sure to see these cards, and yes, I do recall the ones that you had, like, with the red, green, blue border, so right. those are original, I don't know if those were ever passed to me, I assume, if you, you, I you, doubt you, they would have survived, because I feel like I would have been, like, single digit ages, like, mm -hmm. six, seven, and a piece of cardboard in the hands of a seven-year-old, that's not making it. Yeah, no, I don't no. even think those made it until you were born, let alone old enough to to have enjoyed them. Yeah, I mean, if I have to really drill down, I think the first time I got into cards would have probably been when I signed up for Little League Baseball and I was on the Philadelphia Phillies mm -hmm. uh, franchise, which would be the Martins Ferry, I guess, Phillies. I don't know. Either way, I recall since I was that was my first um, sports you know, situation, sign up for, right. you know, baseball and so forth. So at that point in time, I believe maybe I started trading or acquiring cards from the neighbor next door. I remember there being a Philadelphia, I think he was a catcher, which is, you know, the guy behind the mound with the, the yes, mask. Yes, thank so you. I, I may not be a sports guy, but I know who the catcher is in baseball. Well, just, just making sure all the listeners do, you know, that's okay. the thing. We don't, yes, that's you know, we benefit. really, sure. we do really target nerds and not all the games <laughs> Um, so I recall like collecting Darren Dalton, which was his name, trading cards specifically. And, well, I mean, but, Philadelphia like, Phillies, I don't know what it is, but when you're a kid, you're join a team and all of a sudden that is a team that even though they're, they have no affiliation and they just gave you that. So that way they could, you know, buy cheap, you know, hats and stuff without having to license and make their own, you know, but for whatever reason, I'm like, Hey, this is, this is my team now. So I collected a bunch of Philly cards which then turned into being baseball cards um, of all shapes and sizes, right? So that's, I think that's my first foray into the trading card game and specifically Darren Dalton, the catcher of the Philadelphia Phillies during whatever years. Um, so I ended up having a ton of baseball cards and then I slowly morphed over to, you know, the, the football, the basketball, the hockey and really started collecting everything to the point where it, if it was a holiday or if I had, you know, we were at a shop and there was a dollar, you know, card on the, on like the, you know, the check aisle. Right. Um, I would ask. And a lot of times I would probably acquire a bunch of just rando cards, which now would probably drive me crazy. Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking. Like one pack is just not enough, right? No, no, no. <laughs> like I, I think of it now I have so many incomplete like decks incomplete <laughs> series but like you don't have a choice you know right. when you're young you don't I mean right. you can collect as best as your parents will allow you right. um, and I was just more of a, a less collecting not realizing there were different brands and or series and each year there's new ones so I mean just in general are you familiar with the, the brands of trading cards uh, I feel like Upper Deck and Tops yes. are two that come oh, to mind. I'm sure there are more, but those are the two big ones. And yeah. I know that I know that mainly because um, they used to advertise 
heavily in the comic books back back in the day when comic books actually had ads in them uh, there were a lot of ads for for trading cards and video game systems um, yeah well so that, I remember that makes seeing sense. upper deck and tops and they'd be like oh this year's da 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 and so and so and of course not being a sports guy i generally just flipped directly past them but you know you see an ad so many times <laughs> some of it's going to creep through and in, into your memory i think that's the goal for them right sports. well i mean i think that's their whole that's their whole strategy yeah um so yes i'm nominally aware of at least those two brands those seem to be the top ones to, i mean yes. quite honest uh there was one i believe it was called fleer back yes, in the day that, i remember that seeing familiar. fleer um yeah. i don't know who else is out there anymore um you know like i said it's been a long time since i've done a decent amount of you know collecting but yes. the, those were the the top ones no pun intended i guess um yes. and I, I enjoyed that I, it was not expected <laughs> Um, so, so I, you know, I had a whole bunch of sports cards and that's basically, I had, you know, binders and binders of sports cards. And I think that was, that was, um, pretty much most of the holidays I would imagine from, you know, maybe second grade to eighth grade or so, like I had a decent collection, but it was all hodgepodge thrown together. And to mix into that thrown together was a lot of random, random <laughs> cards and, and, yeah. and, this makes sense. And I mean, I understand why they would be advertising in comic books because there was a, a complete overlap. Like the person who like comic books and trading cards are similar. It's just that they chose a different hobby or, uh, oh, you yeah. know, if you've, if you've got that collecting bug, you know, it's it's how you flex that. And yeah. hundred percent. So and, I I do think that some of my more obscure or better collections came from outings with you believe it or not now so this will be me asking you you know to remember uh, it's probably insignificant day in your life but as a a young child where their brother buys them a bunch of shit that comes back as memorable moments for me oh yeah so yeah, that makes sense i have zero idea where we were at but i do recall that you took me to a comic store which seemed rather large and almost convention like okay um in you know, during those years, I assume you were still in high school, so um, maybe maybe college. Um, right. So, so it had been you, um, myself, maybe and your probably at the time. probably Mary. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So she, and then we drove, and at this point in time, we went to a comic store, and I believe you bought a shit ton of Marvel cards. And I either got the duplicates or I got cards themselves, right? I recall yep. I recall that. I do also recall them having like Kenner figures and you bought a Boba Fett um, because you did not have a Boba Fett anymore. I, I think yep. it may be lost. Um, and or Bounty Hunters. I, I recall this being a big deal because you might have bought all the Bounty Hunters from this thing. And I oh, got cool. a whole bunch of cards. And I think we also had Star Wars cards. So oh, yeah. it could be this trip or others. Um, and then there was also a comic store in Bridgeport, Ohio. Yep. Uh, the location that now is a pizza joint um, across from our old church for all the friends yep. and family that know our history so well that they know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, right. And at and at this venture, we bought a whole bunch of cool freaking like Nickelodeon and cartoon type cards, like Tiny yeah. Toon Adventures. I remember that's having a, that sounds right. Having yeah. So I mean, and this this 
allowed me to and then save by the bell a ton of save by the bell cards so you must have bought out like the pack because uh and these are all cards i still have this is oh you still have all these i have all these like i said two priority boxes full um they're the you know medium sized priority boxes they're all rubber banded so the the collectors will probably be mad at me oh people are wincing right now yeah just the dimension of the rubber bands I have not lost many. The only ones that I have lost are probably the ones that are in the back of the hobby wagon. And that's what we're we're finding today. But those are very fond memories. But I did have, and you know, um, I had a ton of different cards, you know, uh, but no collect, no, no full sets. Right. So, right. Yeah. Cause I've, I've had, I've, I've had a handful of cards over over my, my days. Like I said, the original star Wars ones. And I feel like at one point at a comic book convention show type situation, I, I purchased in bulk as a set, a set of those Star Wars cards at one point. I can't remember I which it. orders, but um, you know, a little little hard plastic case that had the entire series that I went home and then put in like the nine pocket sheets in the three ring binder, yep. like you do. Um, That's it. And then yeah, the garbage pail kids, none of which survived because they they were not only trading cards, they were stickers. They're stickers, and yeah. You put those in the hands of somebody, you know, in elementary school, and of course they they're not going to survive. Uh, they're great fun, awesome, good times, but did not did not survive. I, I believe on a couple of occasions, us taking you with us to to either the comic book store or hey, we're going to a comic book convention, and it's like hey, this will be fun for Eric. Or I'll be honest, it could have been mom's like, why don't you take Eric, get, get him out of the house? Like, could have went either way, wow. but either way, I recall it being fun. Um, well, you had money. It, it's not like so it's not it like we took you under me. protest, you know, because, <laughs> I, you know, you'd go to the comic book store and you'd look to, you know, for comics to fill in your collection. Or you'd go through mm-hmm. the cheapo, you know, bins to, to find, maybe find something new. And of course, at that point, point in time, you know, as a young person, I had a job, I had some money. And, you know, I'd, I'd go in there like, OK, I got thirty dollars I can spend. I'm going to do that. And once you've gone through and found all the comics that you can afford, you know, if you've got that extra, oh, I've got an extra three dollars and seventy two cents. Got to spend it all. And they Must. would have and they would have, you know, ver- various vendors would have the the trading cards out. And they had Marvel trading cards. that were all yes. you know, various, yeah, they, various they, comic they really book characters. Cool. And I didn't really have much of a meth. Like it was I wasn't trying to collect a particular set or or anything i would just flip through them and if there was a character who had sort of a fire motif or if it was somebody else that i recognized that seemed like it would be interesting i would just get those cards you know like i don't know what they were like nickel 10 cents a quarter like they were cheap like it was it was i'm gonna burn through the rest of this money real quick and here's an easy way to do it um so like well like i said wasn't much of a rhyme or reason but i would collect those and I feel like there were points where those those would eventually make their way to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. There, I, I believe. But at some point in time, there were a ton of Marvel because I recall the Marvel ones were pretty cool because, like you mentioned earlier, the nine by threes or, you know, um, you <laughs> nine totals, <laughs> whatever. Right. Three by right. threes at this point in time. Um, right. You would you would then on the Marvel cards, because that's how you started storing them. They would right. have a design when you collected the the nine that went in a spot. Right. And right. they would look like they're fighting each other and so forth. And I recall that being, uh, you know, one of the cooler aspects. And, and oh, you, yeah. yes, you definitely had because I think at some point in time, Todd, when you bought all those and you moved off to somewhere, right. I, coll- I have all of them. Because I, I do have a 
ridiculous amount of fire um, cards. And I'm like, I don't know who <laughs> oh, yeah. these people are, but yeah. I have them. And then I also have the the Star Wars ones that were purchased in mid nineties, which were like all the um. That give me the artist Ralph McQuarrie. Is that right? Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah, because those tops came out with a series called Star Wars Galaxy in the mm-hmm. in the nineties. Uh, right around the time when Star Wars was starting to resurge, like for the longest time it was just dead. There was no Star Wars. Like there were the three movies, end of list, and then yep. uh, like in the nineties they started putting out new books, they started putting out comics, and then they released these special cards. editions. It was all it was all like co- yeah, and it was all that, like that co- was concept art. Like. Yeah, yeah, um, and that I think was the first trading card series that I actually collected and acquired all of them. Like I bought a box of Correct. packs and cracked yeah. them all open. And I guarantee you got all the duplicates and mm-hmm. I had all the other ones and put them in the pages, all super nice, whatever. Um, and then they eventually came out with a second series, which I did the same thing. And I'm glad that you have those. Cause I, those were one of those things that I just assumed was lost to time. I since have gotten well, on Amazon think... and there's like a coffee table yeah. book that has all of the pictures from it. I'm like, well, that'll work. I'm not going to recollect all these cards. <laughs> But I liked looking at them. They were cool. This this sure. fills that gap. So that's cool. Yeah. No, I don't think I have your full collection. I have okay. the leftovers, like I said, because I didn't have the full collection. <laughs> the first full collection I ever had of anything, mind you, was the Power Rangers. And that I recall, makes perfect sense. Doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? And I recall that since the to- Deluxe Twain Hobby, which is a shop that was in walking distance of our home. Yeah. Um, which now I think of as an adult, it was in real walking distance, like not even hard to get there. As oh, a no. child, it seemed like it was still far away. Like I couldn't just oh, go yeah. walk to the toy store because I think I would have probably walked to the toy store every day if I realized how close it was. Oh, yeah. Um, but so I would go there and every week or whatever when they replenished because I had to buy X amount, you know, with my money. Or right. our parents' money. I don't know. I think I earned chores uh, money for this. And I would just go and I would buy some every week, every week. And finally, I had the full set. And I remember, you know, obviously I had a ton of duplicates, but I had the full set. And that was their first, you know, and I venture to say almost the only full set I've ever got of anything. Um, but then, then of course, you know, they made wrestling cards for uh, the WWF at the time. I was going to say, I the did. wrestling has to come into here in play at some point. Surely yeah, no, you had to have wrestling cards in some oh, I did. stage. Yeah, okay. I did have, uh, in 98, 99, I collected the wrestling cards. Now, um, they probably came out with multiple series, but I know the first series I collected and had all of them. And then I think there was like a second series in which I might have had all, might not, I don't know. The one thing I've never done is one online. And like, we didn't have that option. Um, online, I guess, would have been those like comic conventions or like shows or specific stores to have specific, you know, um, cards in which I just oh, like to get to, to get the things. individuals to fill in the crack, fill in the gaps sort of situation. Yeah. yeah so like, no. for instance, if I go online or, or I, in this case, I would have went to a Hills and let's just say Hills. And it was 1993 and they had old 1990 cards that never sold. And they're just sitting right. there. Like there might be three packs and they might be dirt cheap. So we'd buy those because of course they're the cheap ones and it doesn't matter. They're cards. Like right. how the heck would you replenish or fill that, you know, you know, that series? Oh, back in the day? You no, would. you'd you'd have had to go to various card shops specifically. Exactly. To, and, and like that would have been a quest. It's not like today where it's like, oh, this series, this date, click, 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 Google, Amazon, 
specialty card much, online yep. store that's it here i've just filled in my collection with three clicks of the mouse yeah, yeah no so sorry i'm just not as impressed and i do recall that my friend the the infamous justin bedline he, oh boy. Uh, no he was a card collector now he i thought he was rich because he had the full collections <laughs> right and he'd buy yeah. the entire boxes and i didn't know that was oh, a yeah. thing i didn't know you could do that like you oh, could yeah. just buy the cases now he oh, yeah. was specific and he's smart he was smart because he niched down um he just did football cards just the nfl okay. and i believe he was like yeah i'm just getting each year so I, I, you know we all start stopped collecting probably around like 1998 99 you right. know so but we knew each other in brief stints that i recall one time he's like yep i got all the new blah 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 you know 1998 nfl upper decks or whatever and then he just had right. these bins and boxes like he bought the entire <laughs> cases and I'm like you know what do your parents do for a living they must be millionaires uh, <laughs> right right they right. were just and they were nurses so like it's <laughs> That's just, you know, the life of a poor kid, not understanding that people, you know, um, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> but I do recall that being pretty, pretty cool. So, I mean, the, the whole trading card experience and, and the collecting, uh, I, you know, I did collect. I just didn't complete the collection, which, like, yeah. which, like I said, so part of me, you know, part of me when we're I'm thinking about things to talk about and going back into trading cards, it was actually about a year to the day um a friend of mine and I were just chatting back and forth and he got into trading cards and he was selling some online and this and that and talking about the value of Pokemon cards and this and that. Um, and I guess there's been a resurgence in the marketplace. Okay. So what I was always told, and, and this probably primarily was with sports. Do you, are you familiar with like Beckett, the book? Yeah. The, yeah. Like the, the price guides, the, yeah, the value that, yeah. Yeah, so I couldn't have a, told you Beckett, but now that you've said Beckett, I recognize what it is you're talking about. It's kind of like the I, Overstreet comic book price guide, yeah. but for trading cards. Precisely. Yeah. And I don't know how many there were, but there there were some. And it, it was always fun to see how much money you know you could get off a card, and it would go through. And from a documentary, because of course I've watched a documentary on trading cards. <laughs> that, that surprises no one who's listened to this show for any period of time, or shouldn't. Yeah, so... So there. So from what I gather, the upper deck Ken Griffey cards is kind of what killed the market in the 90s. Okay. So they mass produced them because they were so popular. And, you know, the whole thing of supply and demand is what allows things to gain value. Right. Right. So right. they so Ken Griffey Jr. was a um, was a pretty popular baseball player in the mid 90s, um, you know, was like the Michael Jordan of the time in terms of endorsements and sponsorship. And I want to be like this guy. So from a baseball right. perspective, Ken Griffey Jr. Was, was the man and they had the normal amount of cards, I guess, or maybe even underproduced and they became really valuable for upper deck. And then upper deck decided to print out a whole bunch more. And then <laughs> it just killed the value of cards. And I don't know if it killed people's ability to collect, but the prices of cards just like, sunk and during my heyday of collecting everyone was going to say well like these will never be worth anything because right. they just right. witnessed you know it wasn't like the babe roots and the mickey mantle cards that are worth you know thousands of dollars they were like yeah these cards are gonna be worth nothing and i didn't right. listen and i didn't care really didn't care for that matter right. but 
um, while talking to my friend last year, he was going through and he was selling. He's like, yeah, those cards are worth money now, man. He's like, you need to dig them out. He's like, those tiny tune ones, they're probably worth money. The Saved by the Bell series, probably worth money. I'm like, what? Like, why would they be worth money? And for whatever reason, there's a resurgence in the market. And largely, they were saying that when the show The Last Dance, which is a documentary series on Netflix about the Chicago Bulls in the 90s, okay? Okay. So I know you know all about it, so I'm oh, all about it. Tell I'm, you, I'm but I'll tell historian, the but yes, exactly. share with the group. So essentially, it was it, it this documentary was filmed and really chronicling uh, Michael Jordan, you know, which by far is probably one of the more prominent sports figures in all of history, if not number one. Uh, it was documenting his rise to fame in their final season, and they had camera crew, and it was a fantastic documentary. But when that aired, I guess it boiled up all the nostalgia in people like myself who now you know are on to professional careers and and have expendable money and this and that who went back through and said man i had that card i remember collecting michael jordan cards this or that and so forth which just completely bubbled up and i guess it went online and everybody started buying cards again and there's value back in the the cards in which they all transfer over to everything and i was unaware of it and still largely am unaware but he's like no man <laughs> He's like, you need to do this. And then I was asking questions. Of course, me, you know, I, I started thinking website stuff. So I immediately bought uh, tradingcardexpert.com and tradingcardnewbie.com in which we were going to create, um, you know, affiliate marketing sites, uh, which never happened. And I just let them expire uh, today, to be quite honest, which is really <laughs> funny, which means I bought them one year ago. So it's going full circle. It just shows that there's a lot of projects in my mind that I just let die um, just based off of time. But it's, it's very interesting to see that, you know, this market is back up and people are willing to pay for these cards. And, and for me, it's, it's fun for me to think about like possibly going back and collecting something, not all, not finishing all these, you know, series, but is there a card? So, Mind you, last night I was driving around. We had to return something from a store, and my daughter and I um, are looking everywhere for our AEW, the All Elite Wrestling cards. Just came out, Upper Deck, probably last month. Just came out. We cannot find them anywhere. So we stopped off at uh, Books A Million, Target, Walmart, anywhere you could think of, and they're just not to be found in the Ohio Valley. So, um all full circle because we are going to collect these cards and this would be the one where i would buy i would be the rich kid and i would buy the entire boxes to make sure oh, yeah. that we have a complete deck that's, um, that's how you do it that's yeah you but it. but you have to find a pack before you can buy you know the cartons so <laughs> but that is that is in ge generally the the trading card story at least from the air cursey perspective and what what i'm seeking out and my fondness for trading cards yeah well Teach their own. If I'm going to collect something, might as well see what we have. So that that's uh, that's overall, you know, my fondness, what I enjoy. Um, I don't even know what a pack of trading cards goes for anymore. I don't know what they're really worth, um, which means I'm doing it for all the good reasons, just because, you know, I'm older now. And this is what older people do when they have find themselves saying, hey, let's relive some of our past. Yes. Good. Good deal, Eric. Good luck getting the AEW cards. I don't, I don't know if there are still any comic book stores in the area, but uh, I would say give them a whirl. They've, they've got the ins. 
That's um, kind of what I'm going for. There's there's yeah. now currently one in the Bridgeport area, not not at the piece, not joint. the original, but no, yeah, no, um, in, in which that is our next stop, and yeah. maybe the comic book store inside of the Ohio Valley Mall. There's, I would say there's one in the mall, but I would so. say either of them should be able to hook you up. And yeah, buy the boxes. Well, that's how you do it. That's but. what we're going for. Yeah, I haven't done I, I, I haven't done much trading card wise. Like it's been pretty much ever since Magic the Gathering came out. It switched from trading cards to collectible card games for me. Sure. We've already we've already talked about that in the hobby wagon previously, so we'll not we'll not regurgitate through that. But uh it's good stuff. I, I, I enjoyed trading cards for the period where yeah. I did. They're 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 fun things. Yeah. So they're versatile. You can you can stack them. And put them in long boxes, or you can, you know, <laughs> use bookshelves and uh, and put them in the binders, which yeah. obviously take up a lot more room. So when we moved, I decided to go with the priority boxes uh, and got rid of all of those sheets. The, oh my! The, the, the yeah, so I, I yeah. It, it was a long process. To take I say them it must have out. been tedious to husk them all out of their nine pocket pages. All right, so and... here's what you do: is <laughs> over the years you get different ones, and they start wearing and tearing. Because I would reorganize all the time. That was one of that, my things, and we probably that doesn't surprise that me. Um, so you just ha- you just hold them upside down, and you shake, and you get ninety percent of them <laughs> out. Most of, well, I guess if you're not worried about them being in any kind of order, I guess that that does work. No, no, I there's zero order now. So one day maybe I will buy nice binders, the nice sheets, and yeah. organize them. Uh, I feel that would be dangerous. So, uh, but yeah. we might have to do that. But yeah, that's that's the quest. That's what we're going on. Well, cool. Well, now you've got all these additional entries from the hobby wagon to add to the pile to that's make it. even more Correct. work for you when you do go to sort and organize. So, yes. good good deal. Well, cool. Well, so. thanks thanks for the trip down memory lane in the hobby wagon today, Eric. Good stuff. Thank you, listeners, for for joining us as we cruise about. Until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Toddcast.